It is Friday, September 22nd, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is not my man, Trevor Plouffe. Instead, it is Stephen Brault. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan along for the ride as well. Talk about upgrading in the looks community with my co-host, Stephen Brault. Welcome to Baseball Today. Okay, first of all, thank you, but... I think Ploof really has that really nice rugged look thing going, and I think it really works for him. So I'm not going to say I, I that I think I'm better looking. Definitely not. Uh, I I really enjoy your guys' show. I've listened to baseball today a lot. I'm very happy to be a part of it. I'm excited. Let's talk baseball. Awesome. So before we get to our five questions, we always start with a tip of the cap. And for that, it is you, my friend, as you have officially retired from Major League Baseball. Did you turn in your papers yet? Ah, turn in my papers. No, you know what I did? I, I just, uh, I went, uh, you know, kind of told everybody that I knew and, uh, MLB network was, you know, nice enough to let me go on there on an intentional talk and say some things and, you know, don't know a thing about it. Actually. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. So, um, it is, it is weird. It's very different, but it's, I've been trying to say this. It is not, it's not even bittersweet. Honestly, I love baseball to the ends of the earth, but I was hurt for three years and I was hurt all season again, but I was trying to fight through it the whole time. So I'm ready. I'm done. And I'm excited to move into, you know, this side of, of baseball. So I appreciate it. I, I loved it. I had a great career. I'm very proud of what I was able to accomplish. And um, I'm only 31 years old. I got lots of, lots of life to live. So I'm excited. A lot of runway, by the way, just show everybody on our YouTube side of things, what shirt you're wearing. Oh yeah. This is, the team I played for this year, the Spire City Ghost Hounds. It's awesome. Which is a crazy name. But we were actually the Frederick question marks to start the season. We wore question mark jerseys and a question mark hat. Mm -hmm. And then halfway through the year, we changed to this team because it's a new team in that Atlantic League. And it was really fun. I met a lot of great guys. I played as a position player, had some good days, some bad days. Uh, but, I mean, getting to that side of baseball again was amazing. Well, now you're on this side of baseball. We appreciate you being here not only today, but Monday as well. But let's get it going. The reason I'm wearing the Seattle Mariners cap is because they are involved in the biggest series of the weekend. Seattle at Texas. Both are a half game behind Houston in the West. They share that third wild card. Also a half game behind Toronto for the second spot. What will be the biggest headline when we return to work on Monday after that three-game set? All right. So my biggest headline is that those three starting pitchers who are going for the Mariners against the Rangers this weekend. And that is, uh, we're starting with Bryce Miller. Then we've got Logan Gilbert. Then we've got Brian Wu. Okay. Three guys that are all under 26. I think Logan Gilbert's the oldest at 26 and, uh, both Miller and Wu are in their, you know, their first year season as a big leaguer. All three of them have pitched against the Rangers once this year. Logan Gilbert took a perfect game in, in the seventh, both Wu and Miller gave up six runs in two innings. Okay. So, my biggest headline is the Seattle Mariners young starting pitching is going to do it. They're going to beat them. I don't know if they're going to sweep, but I think they're going to keep this offense down low enough that it gives the Mariners a real chance. I've been watching the Mariners a lot. I think they're the most interesting team in baseball right now. And not only that, their, their finishing schedule is the coolest finishing schedule you could possibly ask for. It's extremely stressful, but they've got the Rangers for three. They've got Houston for three, and then they've got the Rangers for four. So they fully control their destiny, fully, 100%. If they win most of these games, they are in the playoffs. And that is so cool. Oh, my gosh. I wish I could have ever played 
that this last week that they have as a team is going to be, oh, oh my gosh, so cool. Uh, so that's my big, that's my big story. I think all these pitchers have been doing really well recently. Logan Gilbert's a little bit shaky. He gave up two homers in each of his last two starts. But I think Bryce Miller, Logan Gilbert, Brian are going to get it done this weekend. And I think that will be our big headline. Okay, very good. Um, for me, this has been the story for the Texas Rangers for most of the season, that their bullpen stinks. And I'm really worried about it this weekend. And I know that it's kind of a played out narrative. And people are like, Rose, you're going to talk about it again. This is the most important time of the season, okay? You have work to get back. You got kicked in the balls a couple of times with the Scherzer injury. And, you know, they barely had Avaldi here in the second half. I know he'll pitch this weekend against Seattle, but they haven't had the all-star Avaldi right, in the second right. half. When you play close games, it comes down to that pen. And if that door opens and you cannot trust the guy that's walking through there in essentially what is our bunch of playoff games, because that's what Austin Hedges, who will be our guest on the Rose Rotation next week, told us, these games are playoff games. That's the way they see it. That's the way they're playing it. You're fucked. And just to go over some of the stuff, once again, the Rangers have the worst save percentage in baseball. I will repeat that. The worst in baseball. They have saved less than half of their save opportunities. They've converted less than half. 47%. That's not ideal. I not ideal. Put that out there. That's not what you want. Continue. Okay. Now, you were a starter in your career, but you transitioned to the bullpen. There are times, I imagine, there are times when guys aren't going well in a bullpen where they are like, please do not call my name when they when the phone rings. Is that accurate? That is accurate. I, you know, I think most, mostly you're, you're going to get less of that. Uh, you're going to get more of, if you're going to be honest, you're going to get more of the rest of the team going, please don't throw that guy right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like, you got a guy coming in from the bullpen and his last three outings, he's given up a homer each time and you guys are up by one and everybody's like, okay, well he was, he's been our guy all season, but it's not like, uh, you know, oh, he's coming in like we're great because he's a great reliever. It's he's coming in and everybody's going. God, please do good. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that's been the Rangers bullpen the whole season. God, please do good. And you know, it's funny. We talked about missing Scherzer and Eovaldi being down. The Rangers are supposed to have DeGrom this year, too. I mean, we easily forget he's been gone for so long. The Rangers have been playing so well. But, I mean, I don't I don't see them as powerful as they as the Mariners, for example, I think the Mariners are a very well-rounded team mm -hmm. and I really like watching them play. Their starters are, have been really, really good. Their bullpen is solid. It's not bad. It's, it's not great, but it's solid. Um, and then as far as their offense, I mean, their offense can hit the crap out of the ball. That's right. never going to be a problem. Um, I really like watching them. If you've got Ty France hitting eighth in your lineup, you got a pretty good lineup. I think they're doing really well. And I, I do have the Mariners getting to the playoffs. I don't, it's so hard to say who's going to win that division, though, because the Astros are the Astros, man. They've done their, they've done it. They've been there. They're, they're probably going to do it again. This is just kind of what they do, and they do have a much easier schedule yeah. remaining than the rest of the team. So, yeah, um, yeah. So we'll see what happens, but I, but I, I really like that Mariners team a lot. I would say this. We'll cap it with this. I think the Mariners take two out of three, and I think in one of those games, the Texas bullpen blows it late. Maybe even given up a late homer. We'll see. Cool. Uh, let's move on to the Chicago Cubs. It was two weeks ago. They were firmly entrenched, kind of right in the middle of the wild card standings. You were thinking, okay, Philly's in, and the Cubs are going to be in, and who's going to be that last team in the National League? 
Well, now the Cubs are tied for third heading into the weekend. Colorado comes to town. Then Chicago visits Atlanta and Milwaukee to finish off the season. What is your confidence level that the Cubbies will indeed snag one of those two final wildcard berths in the National League? Well, my confidence level is about 15%. I don't like them having to go play Atlanta and Milwaukee. Those teams, I'm sorry, they're just better teams than the Cubs are right now, and that's just the truth. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. I think the Cubs are a really good team. I They're still my favorite, personally, for that third spot. Um, I'm not confident about it, but but I, I do think that they're my favorite. I mean, they have a plus 91 run differential this year. The teams behind them, the Reds are at a minus 47. The Who else we got? Miami's at minus 42. I mean, you've got a, a clearly overall better team in the Cubs than those other teams. Um, but the other teams have much easier schedules. Miami's got Milwaukee, sure, but then they've got the Mets and they got Pittsburgh. But to be fair, I know what it's like playing in Pittsburgh at the end of the season. And we usually played pretty well when you're playing spoiler. I don't know why, but they really seem that way. And they have been. They beat up the Cubs again yesterday. They've been scoring a lot of runs. Um, but then, you know, Cincinnati has Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and St. Louis. That Those are three losing teams that the Reds could genuinely do this. And, and I think they have a, a pretty good chance. And what's cool about that is that they are so young that you just have no idea. I mean, they could lose the rest of the games of the season. And everybody would be like, ah, well. Their team is so young or they could win the rest of the games this season, go into the playoffs. And then it's just going to be like, nobody has any idea. Maybe they'll be great in the playoffs. Maybe they'll be terrible, but either way for them getting to the playoffs would be huge to get that young core, that experience, basically give the confidence to the organization. We want to keep these guys. We want to build around these guys and we want to win now because we got to the playoffs this year. So we want to sign the guys to win right now this coming season. Uh, so I think, I think, I think the Reds are probably the most interesting team in the off season for me, if they make the playoffs, because I think they're going to make some big moves. I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, but I mean, <laughs> Cubs, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's tough. It's tough. Well, I, I think you got into a trap that a lot of us get into. Okay. You looked at the schedule. I did. Okay. Who did the Cubs just lose a series to? The Pirates. Who's the better team between those two? The Cubs. And it's really not close at this point of the year. Correct. That's the problem. We just stare at schedules. Now, I... What? Wait, go ahead. What? Well, I, I'm going to say I, I'm not staring at schedules. I believe that it's important to look at schedules for who's coming up. But also, I believe I'm an old-timey baseball guy. When it comes down to it, especially in this last week, everybody's playing playoff baseball. It It's... It's weird to see say what's going to happen, but I mean, if you if you're playing the Braves and the Brewers compared to playing Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and St. Louis, it still gives you a, a harder time to get there. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's I impossible. understand it right. I would much rather face Will Brennan than Ronald Acuna. I, right. I get. I, I understand all of that. I tend to look at how you're playing right now. Over the last two weeks, the Cubs are three and ten. They have not won a series. They've lost two to Arizona. Um, forget there's one other one in the middle. And then, uh, yeah, they lost to Colorado and they lost to Pittsburgh. So they lost to two of the worst teams in the National League. And now they can play Colorado this weekend. God knows what's going to happen. Like, what happens if Colorado puts a three spot up in the first on Friday afternoon at Wrigley? You don't think those fans are going to be puckered up? Of course they are. So, yeah. 
my confidence level in them, although I think they're the most talented team out of this group that's fighting for the the, the bottom wild card spots. I'd put it at probably 20%. I'd put it a little higher than you, but not right. much. Not much. Anyway, over the last two weeks, here's how it's gone. The Cubs 3-10. and 10. Arizona over that same span is 9-4. and four. The Marlins are 8-6, and six, and the Reds are a 500 team at 6-6. Six and six. Hey, I, I trends of how they're playing are very useful and helpful, but I, I watched the Cubs game last night and the day before, and in my mind, those guys have every bit of fight in them, and they are coming back in these games when they're getting beat by a lot or they're giving it up right at the end of the game. Their bullpen has been their biggest struggle recently with Brad Boxberger and mm-hmm. Brandon Mayweather both giving it up yesterday Yep, um, because they would have, they should have won that game. And they, their offense did what they had to do to come back and they, and they just couldn't, the bullpen couldn't hold it, but they did add Stroman in the bullpen and he's been, he's had two outings out there and he's done well. I think there's a possibility that that guy, he might end up being a, a big part of that bullpen. And I think that would help a lot because talk about confidence through the roof. Uh, Marcus Stroman is the perfect guy to have closing out games in the playoffs or in playoff like baseball, mm-hmm. if you ask You're me. Right. So I think, I think that that is going to be a change that they might have to make because uh, they need to win right now. You know what I mean? So I don't know, but yeah, 15%. I'm not super confident. I, hey, I want them to do it though. All I can tell you is this. Um, it's going to be a fun last week and a half. And that's, that's oh, good yeah. for all of us baseball fans out there. All right. Question Wait, for you. How do you sleep at night? Are you a good sleeper? Uh, I'm 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 a decent sleeper. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Well, if you need a little assistance, I think I've got the perfect remedy for you. Everybody okay. knows that I am a shitty sleeper. I am looking for all sorts of things. So I have made the move to Miracle Made. This is a thing that is inspired by NASA. It uses silver-infused fabrics, makes temperature-regulating bedding, so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. As you can tell with my body mass, I am overheating all the time. So I like that this thing will cool me down. What's some of the neat stuff about this? It's self-cleaning and it's designed for your skin. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.9% of bacterial growth, which can clog your pores. It allows them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than usual sheets. And Miracle Sheets are luxurious. They're comfortable and they don't have the high price tag of other luxury brands out there. So what do we want you to do? We want you to try miracle.com slash today. That means you're going to try Miracle Made Sheets. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for somebody else, if you order today, you could save over 40%. Now, if you use the promo code today at checkout, in addition to that, you're going to get three free towels and save an extra 20%. We want to save you money. We want to get you your sheets. We want to get you three free towels on top of everything else. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you're going to get a full refund. No harm done. So upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash today. Use the code today to claim your free three-piece towel set. Save over 40%. Again, that is trymiracle.com slash today. Treat yourself and sleep so well. All right, we continue on here on baseball today. Uh, Braves moving closer to that one seed. In the meantime, Ronald Acuna just continues to put up ridiculous numbers. Uh, he became the first player in 16 years to notch the 140 runs scored in a season column. Uh, Acuna's had a very, very good career, and he's still only 25. Um, but do you think that Acuna will consistently be an MVP candidate the way that Mike Trout was every one of the first 10 years of his career 
or do you feel like this is the peak and he'll just be a really good player from this point forward? So I was looking at, you know, comparing the stats between Trout and Acuna and kind of uh, how the beginnings of their careers have gone. I just want to throw out there, just in case anybody's curious, if you want to see the best start to a career, the first 10 years, go look at Albert Pujols, just in case you don't know. Um, he puts both of these guys to shame, honestly. But wow. yeah, but uh, I think what Acuna and Trout have in common is that they both started uh, very, very young. You know, Trout made his debut when he was 19, Acuna when he was 20. Um, and and it's a really good time to start as a good player. When you start really young, you can have those kind of failures for those guys where they have a season where they hit maybe 260 and everything gets better. That's the difference is that the seasons get better as the player gets older. And Acuna has been doing that. This is by far his best season. Uh, his average, his OPS is still right up there above one. He had another triple yesterday, which is stupid because he can't steal bases if he hit triples. Um, <laughs> but he's got, he's, he's, let's see, I, I was looking at this yesterday. In order to have the kind of MVP status every year that Trout had, Acuna is going to have to do it a little bit differently. The thing that I think will help him is the base is being smaller or sorry, the base is being bigger and the, you know, two pickoff rule. So Acuna can get a lot more stolen bases and that is going to pad his stats because stealing bases is almost easy for him now with these bigger bases and the pickoff rule and everything. So in my mind, looking at Acuna's stats, getting better, he's been an all-star every year, just like Trout was. He is going to continue i don't think he's going to hit 337 every year but his career averages he's a 291 with 39 homers and a 920 ops i mean that's pretty much mvp candidate seasons every year depending on how other people in the league do but man if you throw on that 60 steals a season too if he gets if he keeps that going it's going to be hard to say no so a couple of years ago, uh, when the Braves won it all and Acuna blew out his knee midway through the season, he was on his way to having an MVP-ish season. And when I say ish, I'm, that means you're going to finish in the top five for me. Uh, he's only done that once in his career. And it's, I think it's somewhat surprising, to be honest with you. I do think, yeah. right, he's either finishing one or two. I'm going to guess one this year, but who knows? It's one or two, whatever it is, between he and Mookie. Um the only issue I see going forward, and this is the fault of the people who vote for the MVP, in my opinion, you see what somebody does. And now Ronald Acuna has set the bar way up here. He went from really good seasons to an astronomical season across the board. Not only homers, not only stolen bases, his strikeout percentage has gone from one of the worst in baseball to now one of the best in baseball. Really, really good stuff. Maybe he wasn't one of the worst, but he was a consistent, you know, right. over 100 strikeout guy, or he would always be on pace even during shortened seasons. Because of Well, so is Trout, though. I mean, Trout's always yes. been that guy, too. That's yes. It's always been the knock on Trout is like, oh, he struck out three times yesterday. And you're like, yeah, but he in the series, <laughs> he went, you know, you know, six for 14 and had two homers and had four walks. And it's like, bro, he's still Trout. He's going to strike out. I don't care about that. I know, but the problem is, is that people do, and they'll see. I mean, Ronald Acuna might not strike out 85 times this year. I think he struck out 126. That is a 40 strikeout improvement. That is a huge, huge number for him. So let's say he reverts back to 120 strikeouts next year, and some of his numbers are down slightly. 
he has to almost continue to duplicate what he's done this season for people not to get numb to how good he was. Well, it's going to happen anyway, Chris. doesn't matter. We get numb to every great player once we get to see him all the time. We are so numb to Mike Trout. People say Bryce Harper's not even good because he's having a down year. That guy is so good at baseball and has been for so long. I think no matter what, if Acuna keeps doing what he's doing, the only thing that's going to happen is we're all going to kind of be like, oh, yeah, it's just Acuna doing great things again. The difference is that the Braves are in the media spotlight. They're the best team in the National League, debatable with the Dodgers. And like that is that's going to help. Trout was on the Angels. They don't never win. So it's like we kind of forget about Trout. I think with Acuna being in the forefront, I don't I don't think we will. Um, also he's probably the most exciting player in baseball. He's the most flashy player in baseball. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I think it's awesome. I love watching him play. I wonder what he did to get the strikeouts lower. Cause when I watch him play, his swing is so flat and through the zone for so long that it makes sense. He wouldn't strike out much, but, um, I mean, I don't know what he did. I don't know what adjustment he made, but it is clearly working. Uh, real quickly, 10 seconds. Did he click here or not? Did he hit, hit a homer off here? Uh, no, I think uh, I don't think he ever did. You know what he did do though? I quick story. Uh, before a game, Ronald Acuna was leading off scouting report. Hey, don't throw him left-handed changeups. He has like a 900 OPS against left-handed changeups. Okay, sounds good. Game starts. Two-two count. Foul ball. Foul ball. Foul ball. Foul ball. Fastballs and sliders. Fastball. Foul. I'm throwing it. Change up. Double off the right field ball. <laughs> Somebody didn't read their scouting report well enough. Oh no, I. I did. I just got to the point where I was like, oh, he, yeah, I have to throw it. It's, I have to throw it. He's seen everything else. He's fouling everything off. Whack. I felt really stupid. But he's incredible. I mean, he's he, – and the funny thing is I, I just noticed yesterday he is not the, the skinny small guy that I remember him as. He is yeah. – he's put on some weight. He's looking big, um, and that's terrifying. Yeah. Well, I mean, you saw him when he was 20. He's now 25. I know. By the way, I put on some weight too. Uh, well, I, I think I'm actually getting smaller, just slowly disappearing. <laughs> All right. Yankees beat the Blue Jays to move a game above 500. Now, New York is trying to keep a streak alive in which they have finished without a losing record every year since 1992. Here's Aaron Boone on that before Thursday's win. It's an impressive streak, but I don't even want to get ahead of myself as far as what it all means or whatever. You like, you know, this season. You know, we came in with championship aspirations. So, you know, short of that, it's it's kind of like, you know. Should this be celebrated or not? Yeah, uh, I I actually really didn't like that press conference myself. Um, if 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 I if I'm the manager there, or or if it's you know, and my team has been winning for thirty years, do you really want to be the manager that? manages the team that ruins that streak. I get it. We all wanted to win a championship at the beginning of the season. That's how it always works. You should, that should be the goal. You should be trying, trying to do that. That is not realistic anymore. That's over. So at this point, you, everybody needs to have a goal to get to the end of the season. Anyway, most of the time that goal is playing spoiler, which kind of sucks because you're kind of spiteful. You're kind of like, yeah, beat them. Suck it. Now you're not making the playoffs. Like that doesn't really do anything for you. But if you have a real goal, a real useful and important goal, that is great for a team, I think. They, 
you know, the Yankees beat up the Blue Jays yesterday, which they really needed after losing the first two games of that series. Um, but I, I really do think that the the Yankees should care about this. And I think the Yankees fans should care about this. And I think the baseball world should care about this. 30 seasons. It's, there's only, it's the third longest of all time, right? I in, mean, in it's, North American sports. Exactly. The, there's an NHL team that did it from the 50s to the 80s. Montreal uh, Canadiens. Montreal Canadiens. And then, and it was the Yankees. The Yankees mm-hmm. have the longest one. So in my opinion, yes, it is important. And, and it's okay to state that. I, it's like he wanted to make sure that people didn't think that it's okay not to win a championship. I, I agree. You should be frustrated. The season did not go well. However, at this point in life, this is what the situation is, and I do think it's important. And if they do it, I'm not saying it's celebrated, like they should have a huge party and pop champagne and stuff, but I'm saying it is an important goal and they should strive toward it. I think it's a cool streak. I just have too many friends that are Yankees fans who, I mean, if they finish 80 and 82 as opposed to 82 and 80, the season is still the same for them. Mm-hmm. It, it, we didn't get to the playoffs and we still haven't won shit since 2009. That's the way they're going to look at it. And that's the way they should look at it. Um, so I wouldn't say this is a streak that should be celebrated, but it should be appreciated. Three decades of not having it go off the rails is important. And I say this with today's co-host having played in Pittsburgh many, many years. Where Yeah, I was playing spoiler every year, unfortunately. Yeah. And, um, ah, man, we went over 500 one time. And the reason we did was because we went 81 and 80 because we only played 161 <laughs> games. That is how we went over 500. That was 2018. I still remember that. That was funny. But, ah, dude, I, I don't know why. I, everybody needs something to get to the end of the season. I get it. And this is actually like a, a real thing, like a real goal. It's not just let's get to 500 because that would be fun. It's let's get to 500. Otherwise, we're going to be the team that blew this streak. And you don't want to be those guys. I get it. But at the end of the day, the Yankees aren't going around saying, yes, fuck yeah, 83 wins. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. And I guarantee you this, there's not one Yankees fan who's like, well, at least we kept the streak alive. Right. I think it's something cool to have, but nobody is saying, all right, good. Maybe they're thinking the other way. If we have a losing record, it'll really kind of shake us to our core and say, well, we were just a few injuries away. And if judge doesn't miss six weeks and no, 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 no. We're not going to play that game. We're not doing that. I I agree. But I mean, I think if, if you're a Yankees player and that's, it's just, it's not, it's like you said, it should not be celebrated, but it it is, it should be important to you that you want to keep your team in this streak alive. And if they get, if they do it and then they break their own record seven years from now, then this was very important. You know what I mean? So I get it. And this one is brought to you by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Things are heating up in the ballpark. Every team right now is playing to finish the season strong. We got the wild card, all sorts of stuff going on. They're all vying for the playoffs. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you won't miss a moment of the action. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Plus, all customers can take a crack at a sweet payday with DraftKings same game parlays, string together multiple bets from a single game for your shot at a major payout. I love doing those. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code baseball today. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. 
Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code BASEBALL today. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See DraftKings.com slash baseball for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. I'll see you out there. All right. Uh, two minutes to go on this one. Uh, before the Yankee game, Stephen A. Smith went out and threw out the first pitch. One hopped it. Yankee yeah. Stadium. Got booed. As a guy who has seen a ton of first pitches in his time. You ever feel bad for people who have a poor first pitch performance? Uh, yeah, sort of, but not really. I mean, everybody knows you're just out there to have fun and it's funny and and bounce past it, whatever. I mean, it was still like kind of a strike. Maybe we should make that a, a rule that that counts because it bounced into the zone from <laughs> from below. But I I I don't know. I don't I don't feel bad. You can see him. He's laughing. He's smiling. He knows he he screwed up a first pitch. Who cares? The funny thing is, I would love to do it in new york because i know if you screw it up you get booed and that is awesome that is just enough pressure you know what i mean i think it'd be fun but no good for you man uh Stephen a said he choked he was on the yankees broadcast afterward he's like that was despicable i choked and at least at least i'm sure he's he's owning it and all that sort of stuff so good for him i can tell you it's not easy to throw out a pitch in your hometown I did it a decade ago in Cleveland, and I was so worried about it. Uh, I actually shot a piece for Intentional Talk. Nick Swisher was like, yo, bro, I'll catch you. And I was like, oh, okay, look at where this thing ends up. Oh, no. See, you yanked it. I mean, that's I yanked cool. it. Gosh, and bounced it. I mean, that's that's just worse than Stephen A. I'm sorry, man. I just, it's just the I, way it I is. I had all the guys. I had Pruszynski, Derek Holland. Uh, Adrian Beltre, they're all yelling at me from the Rangers dugout, just yelling, you suck, you piece of, like, just letting me have it. And yeah, it's well, tough. I know, I mean, especially, I mean, if you got Derek Holland over there, that guy, he is a mental, like, <laughs> warrior, you know, he's just getting in your head. I love that oh, guy. Oh, God almighty. That was rough. That was rough. Uh, you know what was not rough? Your performance today. A plus plus. Maybe some blue claps there in the AMP app for our man Stephen Brault. Did you have oh, fun today? I loved it. This is what I want to do. So, I mean, not, you know what I mean? Like, I want to talk about baseball for my life. So, I, I'm trying to practice. I, I love this. This is awesome. I really appreciate you letting me come on. It's Absolutely. So you were so good you get to do it again on Monday. How's that Ooh, sound? Sounds great. Okay. Awesome. Uh, for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rohr, and the uber-talented Stephen Brault. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Monday on Baseball Today.